It didn't take Tyler long to realize he had no idea how to be married. So begins the blurb on the back of the book, Marriage Rebranded. In today's episode, we interview the author, Tyler Ward. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody, this is episode number 21. We are very blessed today to be interviewing Tyler Ward, author of Marriage Rebranded. Modern Misconceptions, and the Unnatural Art of Loving Another Person. If you're looking for a fresh approach to marriage, make sure you pick up a copy of his book. So Verlinda and I interviewed Tyler over Skype for this episode. We have the full audio version of that here for you, but you can also check out the video recording at oyf.link slash 21. Now you might be used to us saying onlyyouforever.com slash 21. We have a new short link URL that should make it a little easier to get to our our pages. So that's oyf.link slash 21. So without further ado, let's jump over into the interview recording. Tyler is a believer who comes to the subject of marriage with a real sense of care and passion and humor. And he's biblically informed and he's also research informed in his approach to marriage, which I think resonates really well with for Linda and I do as well. So we're really excited to have Tyler on the show today. We're delighted to have you. And delighted to introduce you to our audience as well. So welcome. Thanks, Caleb. It's great to be here, man. So let's just start by helping us to get to know you a little bit better, Tyler. Sure. I love people's stories. Can you tell us about how you and Annalie met and got together? Of course. We actually met when I was, oh man, I just got out of college. So I was 23, I believe. I had $800 in my pocket, jumped in my car in Nashville, Tennessee, Yeah, drove to Los Angeles and was going to plan to spend the next couple of years there and came into town, met my friends at a, I believe it was a church service at the time. And she was the first person they introduced me to. That was someone I didn't previously know. So it was kind of a crazy, crazy deal. She was the first Los Angeles native or right. technically not native, but we met that first night. It took me about six months to get the courage to actually talk to her. Okay. <laughs> so I was incredibly intimidated by her. You know, she's this beautiful little actress, Hollywood, uh, yeah. uh, you know, very confident. And uh, here's me, this 23-year-old that had just uh, gotten out of college and, and uh, the bright lights in LA were a little intimidating. So uh, it was yeah. great though. And then yeah. after six months, I kind of worked up the courage and we ended up dating for nine months, I believe. We broke up twice during those nine months, which is, a, I'm sure, a different conversation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then ended up getting, I had a, an incredible kind of moment with God, epiphany uh, experience where I realized that love is more a choice than it is kind of a God-ordained, this is who you're going to marry type thing, at least in my experience. And uh, so I drove from Los Angeles to Nashville in a very brief amount of time. And uh, <laughs> she actually had moved to Nashville. So I, I chased her and proposed to her four days later. And Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, it was great. It was a very fun yeah. story. Yeah. So did you, did you kind of always have a sense that, you know, this is the one or is it, it was it, did that come into your experience at all? Or is it really just no. a choice? No. Yeah. And that was the interesting thing is I, I grew up in the church and, uh, the idea of finding the one was something I always had in my grid. Yeah. 
And uh, to be 100% honest, in my experience, I felt like the Lord really told me that love is actually more a choice than it is about finding the one. Hmm. And so hmm. I was in this constant tension with, uh, in my relationship with Anna Lee where, uh, you know, I was looking for the fairy dust. I was looking for the, <laughs> for the, the bright, the stars, uh, const- and... the stars align, yeah. the constant confirmation. And, uh, it was more actually a very real process of getting to know her, yeah. of learning how to be vulnerable, of learning how to open myself. And in the end, when it didn't come down to this divine moment of going, Annalie is the one you're supposed to marry. I freaked out. We broke up. And then, like I said, I had a had a really amazing experience where I felt like God really um, spoke to me about it being more more a choice than it is a uh, divine kind of a divinely established thing, so to say. Yeah. So let's just un- unpack that a little bit more, please. I think our listeners would would really love to understand that better in our marriages. Talk about that that sense of choice, and and you know, it's not just all the stars aligning. Because I think what happens is you can come in with the sense of this is God's will and therefore it has to work. And we can actually kind of back off the gas and slack off in our marriages as oh, a result man. of being convinced of that. But tell us about that choice to love and, and what that means, what that looks like. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I completely agree. But you know, I've, here's the thing is I've met couples that I, I really significantly uh, look up to and, yeah. and their marriages are, are what I consider to be incredibly healthy, even 10, 20, 30 years in the game. And they would absolutely say that they found the one. In right. their experience. That's fair and enough. And so, so, so by no means am I saying that's wrong and the way I experienced it is right. However, I, it was almost like God had to do it this way for me simply because, like you just said, I would be a whole lot more comfortable in the process of just having God speak to me about it and then uh, it being a step of quote-unquote obedience. Yeah, then you um, wouldn't need faith, right? Then I wouldn't need faith, and I yeah. wouldn't actually have to have to deal with the level of of issues and baggage that I brought to the table, which in our dating mm-hmm. relationship came up readily. So, okay. yeah, for me it was yeah. brilliant the way he kind of architected it, the the way he gave me that moment of epiphany uh, was something that I absolutely needed to know or to come into the marriage yeah. context with Annalie. And we even talk about it. In fact, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago where we were going, man, if, if we didn't have that breakup process and then that, that massive transition or that paradigm shift for me and my mentality uh, of the choice that love is, then our, you know, we've had several moments in our marriage where that we've come back to that and uh, it's been a powerful kind of foundation hmm. that we were able to build in the process of dating and engagement that, like I said, has helped us years in the marriage. Yeah, I can, I can see how it really give you something to carry with you as like a touchstone of, of the meaning that you associate with your, your covenant relationship. Is that, does that kind of resonate? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cool. So what did, your, what did your first couple years of marriage look like? Like before you wrote the book, before you figured sure. this all out? Oh, man. Uh, I should say the first year, first year of marriage was amazing. Okay. We had a really, really amazing experience. We, we actually committed, and this may be unique to, to most people's experiences. I don't know, but we kind of committed to do counseling for the first year of marriage. So every two weeks we would go sit with a third party. It was the same counselor, same couple actually. And uh, just talk through kind of what we were experiencing and the, the original goal was to basically just get some tools to be able to handle some of the stuff that inevitably we knew would, would come up in learning life together. And, uh, and that proved to be so invaluable to us, especially during that first year in terms of learning a new language together, in terms of learning how to live in that 
radical proximity and, and, and the way that that tends to bring up some of the deeper, even childhood issues. And right. first year was amazing. We, we actually stopped doing counseling and, and I don't know that this was the cause of it, but about 18 months in, we started to hit uh, what I would say is just the same emotional walls together. And like I said, about 18 months in, that's the point that we really began to experience some of the more challenging edges of marriage. And, you know, I, once again, chatting with different married couples, it's different for everybody. I, I, once again, there, there are couples that I so respect that say they barely, rarely have ever uh, fought yeah. in marriage. Uh, for us, the experience was radically different. We, uh, stuff hit the fan about 18 months in and I, in particular, was forced to deal with a lot of my misconceptions I brought to the altar, a lot of my own kind of personal, emotional shutdownness and, and, uh, just the issues in my life that I hadn't necessarily confronted previous to, yeah. to, to being in radical proximity with, with Anna Lee. Does that make sense or am I just? No, that, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It makes yeah. sense. And even in my own experience kind of resonates with the whole, I think, you know, as men, we're, we're really socialized to, to not be the emotional creature, to not take responsibility for the relationship. And, and, you know, when I started in our marriage, my feelings and all that stuff, it was just a big, dark lump in there. And I couldn't name any part of it. You know what I mean? It was just a big black hole. And well, it takes us some work to be able to find the language and learn the language to to talk about that and, and use that as a, a segue to, to deepen intimacy too. Yeah, it's great language. Yeah. Certainly my experience. Yeah, for sure. So what you said there is I think is a good kind of way to shift over to talking a little bit about your book and how that became a part of your journey because I understand that you have a career – or had a career. I'm not sure if you're full time with the the book side of things now, or or what. But you had a career with rebranding for corporations. Certainly, so, yeah, and it still is. That's that's, still that's how we your, pay bills. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the day job, right? That's the day job. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. So, yeah, I just was going to say uh, I've got a creative agency essentially that that helps companies. Branding is is one of our offerings, right? Um, among several other services, but yeah. Right. And so the, the main part of your book title is Marriage Rebranded. So help us to understand that, that marriage rebranded. How did, you, how did you rebrand marriage? Certainly, yeah. You know, I went through a personal process of having to confront some of those misconceptions I mentioned uh, about marriage, about what it was going to be like, about, you know, how good I was going to be at it and coming to grips with the fact that I was actually very bad at marriage. Huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And the rebranding approach is really, it's both a cultural play. Uh, In other words, I feel like culturally speaking, the concepts, the practice, the experience of marriage really does need a rebrand. And I feel like it would be really healthy for us as millennials to kind of reboot on our perspective of a marriage and uh, push the reset button and just be able to go, you know, what is this thing really all about? You know, our our parents' generation, they, they took it and they apparently were given a version of marriage that wasn't worth much more than a 50% success rate. And as any generation before them have kind of added their own mixture of of stuff to it. Um, And then they passed it on to us. And so the challenge is to kind of go, Hey, let's, let's rebrand this thing. Let's, let's get to the original meanings of what God really created marriage to be. And uh, let's attempt to press reset in our own lives Mm. and, uh, and on a cultural perspective as well. Mm -hmm. And and the reason I think I wrote it in that framework is just because that's exactly what I had to go through in my own life. I had to deal with the misconceptions with the kind of unhelpful mentalities that I brought about marriage to marriage. And in the process of that, it it was about a three year process of putting the most basic assumptions that I brought to marriage Mm on the testing block and going, all right, is there anything really to this? 
in other words, God, what do you really, what do you think about this, this assumption or this, you know, idea or this expectation that I brought and then try to replace those things with a little more timeless perspective that is biblically informed culturally, or or I should say scientifically and socially informed. Uh, And that's kind of where the book came from. Right. I really enjoyed your scientific testing that you would do for 31 days and monitor everything in it. And (laughs) it was pretty neat to see the results. That's great. I I laugh about it, thinking about it, because I'm just going, did I really put my experience on a spreadsheet? It's kind of like marriage hacking. That is so much what Caleb would do, like put it in a spreadsheet, analyze it. Yes. Yeah. Male thinking, I think. Oh, then it's, you don't have to deal the with the feelings, right? There's no feelings in Microsoft <laughs> Excel. It's just it's all sales and well, columns. The, the feelings come second. I need it on paper to actually yeah. get the uh, get the courage to deal with the feelings. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, one of I went on Amazon, and and one of the neat things about uh, people that read your book on Kindle is they highlight stuff that they enjoy. And one of your most popular highlights was. I'm just going to read it here. Marriage is not about finding the one and falling in love. It's about choosing one and over time becoming the right couple. And I think that really ties to to where we started here. Can you give our, our listeners something that they can really take with them about how they can do this in their marriage? If they want to start thinking differently and even behaving differently today, What, where can they start with that, Tyler? Yeah, no, that's a great question. You know, in, in the intro of the book or chapter one, I should say, the invitation is to is to really push the reset button and not necessarily to to just forget all the experiences you've had good and bad in marriage or uh if you're yeah. pre-married obviously the, the experiences you you've seen your parents have and, and and the other people in your life have uh but it is to kind of go you know what let's redefine this thing in my own life and i would say that every marriage is going to be different i think one of the challenges we're up against in our modern day is we tend to be, like we just mentioned, very practical and we tend to want kind of the formula. And uh, I'm the worst when it comes to that. However, I would I would certainly say to someone saying, you know, how do I rebrand my marriage, so to say, I'd say there's no formula. I would yeah. say you and your spouse have a very unique equation between you two. And more than anything, I would just begin to value or begin to understand or seek to understand, so to say, that how valuable your connection, your relationship actually is, not only to your own life and the ROI it has on your own life or the return on investment that it actually can have in your own life, mm-hmm. but how valuable it is to your spouse and, and their contribution, not only to the world around them, but to your kids or your future kids and the value it has and the impact it has on your kids or your future kids, on the community around you. Uh, In other words, I think one of the largest issues, especially as men today, is we just don't understand the value of this relationship. I think we've seen so many, so much divorce. I think we have so much confusion surrounding the conversation that oftentimes we kind of have to start at the core level of going, okay, I'm going to choose to believe that my marriage is the most important thing in my life Yeah. outside of a relationship with the divine. I'm going to choose to reconstruct my priority system, my value system, and give my spouse and our relationship and our connection uh, an actual priority in my life. I know for me, that was certainly the case. Yeah. So, you know, to your question, how do you start? I would say let's let's start with the priority system, the priority structure, and let's let's look at how much we actually value the relationship and perhaps seek to uh, seek to rearrange a little bit. Yeah. No, I think that's that's great and it's amazing when you do value the marriage and you invest in it how much the benefits translate to so many different areas of life, right? I agree. Yeah, it's really a, a huge spillover effect there. 
Massively. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have kids? We have three children, three daughters. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and what, what's your experience in terms of watching as you guys grow closer together or the times where you seem more connected as, as opposed to less connected? Do you see the impact on your kids? Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. We have one that's a preteen now. So anytime there's a PDA, like a public display of affection, sure. you know, there's sort of that, <laughs> oh, I'm so embarrassed kind of thing that they throw up there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, you kind of see in behind that, there's something that is glad that, that we're doing well. And the other day, it was a couple of weeks ago, we had some heated discussion and we were, oh. we were not feeling threatened in our relationship at all. But it was pretty funny because their eyes started to get really wide about it, and and you could see that they it caused concern, right? Classic. Yeah, huge yeah. impact on their sense of security and well-being. Wow, how we're massively. doing. Yeah, for sure. How old are your children, Tyler? We've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Okay. Oh, Two wow. boys. That... Yes, we're we're right in the middle of it. Keeps you busy. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted to read a review here on Amazon that I loved. It's from a lady in the Netherlands, so the English is a little bit forced, but she says, um, Tyler Ward, thank you from the bottom of my heart. The way you have put all these things I vaguely knew revolutionized the way I look at my marriage and gave me the hope I so desperately needed that we can get through this. And my hopes of what marriage is are not unique, strange, or unattainable. I thought that was a really neat review. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. It's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. So how can our audience then, how can they get a hold of your book? Certainly. Uh, Amazon.com, mm-hmm. barnesandnoble.com, iBooks. You can get it obviously in, in the electronic format on any of those online retailers. I believe you can get it on moodycollective.com, okay. uh, which is my okay. publisher. But yeah, yeah cool. anywhere kind of the, the common online retailers. I believe it's in Barnes and Nobles around uh, Barnes and Noble around uh, the United States, but yeah. it's probably not guaranteed. Yeah, <laughs> we'll uh, <laughs> definitely throw some links in our in our show notes for them as well, so they can find that. Awesome. And uh, where can they find you if they want to learn more and and just sort of keep track of of your thoughts? I've read your blog for uh, some time, as I mentioned offline, and there's some great awesome. content on there. How can they? What's your URL for them? Certainly, yeah. TylerWardIs.com okay. is where I blog. And yeah. the other thing I'll mention is there's a great free uh, resource that we just launched a couple weeks ago called Marriage Hacks. Okay. And that's at a website called Noisetrade.com. Okay. Uh, the ebook side of Noise Trade, of what they do there. Sure. Uh, but it's great. It's 25. I basically interviewed kind of 25 experts on, on what their best piece of marriage advice is and just compiled a, compiled a free giveaway ebook. So, please go download that and, and uh, you exchange your email for that book, which will get you on my email list. Uh, and so we can keep in touch that way, which is the preferred method. Okay. Awesome. Uh-huh. Really appreciate your, your time with us, Tyler. And I think, oh, you know, uh, this is going to inspire our audience just hearing your story. And I know, uh, you know, it's always wonderful to have hope in our marriages as we read with the the review there. So that's oh, beautiful. Yeah. I, I so appreciate it. And, and all the best in what you guys are doing. I Thanks. love what you're doing. Thanks. Thank you. Good. Thanks so much. Right. And uh, we'll segue on to our next section here. Perfect. Thanks, Caleb. Thank you. Well, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Tyler. If you have any questions for him, you can leave comments on the show notes at oif.link slash 21. Remember, we're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So if this was helpful to you, we'd love it if you could help us spread the word and share this with others who would also benefit. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Oh, before I go, 
we're coming out with our very first e-course. It's a webinar type format where you can listen and learn as well as ask questions. It's going to be very affordable and we have a special deal for the first few people that sign up for the course. Listen, I don't have the sign up page for you yet, but if you want to be sure to be the first to hear about it, make sure you go to onlyyouforever.com and right at the top of our homepage, just subscribe there with your name, your first name and your email address. That'll put you on our weekly list, but it'll also make sure you hear about this great opportunity. We're not going to spam you or give away your address to anyone. So make sure you sign up to keep informed. Thanks a bunch. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.